Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit's Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. So today's guest is Lisa Plasky. How you doing? Lisa Marie Plasky. What's going on? Hello, hello, Thomas. It's great to be here with you. And my question is, why did we pick Cambodia? You know what? So Cambodia is just one of the, one of one of the places that we're actually connecting with, right? And um, I think it's a, it's a great little nation, right? So and I, I've I have some people in surrounding nations. So Cambodia is one of the great places. I love it. I love it. I, I was like, okay, Cambodia. Why do you pick that? <laughs> like, is that specific to this? Are we going to talk about that? I'm excited. <laughs> so everyone, Lisa Marie Plasky is an award-winning leadership expert in human behavior. Right. So when she asked me that question, it was for a reason. <laughs> a certified master coach and an international best-selling author. Recognized by the White House and Small Business Administration. She worked with over 100,000 leaders to, to have a bigger positive impact globally and bringing forgiveness and vulnerability into the workspace. Lisa, that's amazing right there. Well, those are important topics. Forgiveness and vulnerability. Gosh, you know, to be carrying stuff around if you're if you're in a place of unforgiveness it just colors your work in a way that's that's not that's not good for the person who's receiving your information and certainly not good for you in putting it out in the world yes indeed and, and i've heard i've heard somebody mention by you not forgiving the person is almost like you're swallowing you swallowing poison expecting that the person to fall over right exactly Exactly. I say it's the one thing that can change your present, it uh-huh. can change your past, and it can change your future. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Lisa, let's dive into your story because your you know your resume is pretty awesome right there. So let's dive into your story. So give me the two-mini version of who is Lisa Marie Plasky, right? And where are you from? How did you get started? The two-minute mini version. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So my my uh, growing up, I've lived all over the United States. You've lived outside the country, and I, I, I've lived all over in many cities in the United States. But I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, okay. and loved loved growing up there. However, growing up was, you know, had some hard times. Uh, it was growing up in a family where domestic violence was present and calling the police as a little kid was, was, um, had its challenges and it Mm. gave me the gift of compassion. It's Mm. the first place where forgiveness showed up and where, um, me noticing how the desire to not want to be vulnerable and, and share was so ever present and went into banking and law enforcement, federal law enforcement after, my uh, primary and secondary education and loved that and opened my business 18 years ago, coaching and training 
started off primarily in the training and then got into the coaching a little bit later on leaders. And, and really ultimately the, when I was trying to figure out like which part of leadership was I about Thomas, it was mm. all about like who you need to be to have what you want. And so mm. um, you and I have had conversation about how, how, you know, the Holy spirit informs that work that I do. Uh, and that's my, that's my, my short version Awesome. So Lisa, let's dive back a tad bit. You mentioned you were in banking, then you transitioned to law enforcement be before becoming a coach. Let's talk to me about, about that, that transition from banking to law enforcement. Well, the banking part was because after I got out of college, there was a freeze in the government. And so you couldn't you, it wasn't possible to get a job. It, everything was like a three-year waiting list. Okay. And so I was looking for what could I do? And I, I applied to other jobs. However, in my community, I was in, in the summertime, I, I had the opportunity to go and to, to work at a, a community credit union. And when I was there, I got involved in one of the facets of working in insurance and for people, people who had, didn't have insurance on their, on their home loans, you know, placing that, giving that to them. Uh, I was on the teller line, did a lot of different elements in, in the banking world, you know, from the, the lowest level of, of, of filing, you know, to, uh, working my way up. And ultimately when I got that job to work in law enforcement, I knew that that's where I was supposed to be. Okay. So, and, um, how, how long were you, were you in the law enforcement role? 10 years, 10 years. little over, a little over 10 years. So, okay. all right. Yeah. So would you say, um, you've brought over some of your, I guess, some of your lessons from law enforcement to coaching? <laughs> Every, every single piece of it, you know, law enforcement is, was simply about it. For me, it was about human behavior, paying attention okay. to people, paying attention to how they operate, why they operate, how they're hardwired, why they do what they do. And such a coaching is so much a part of that. And, and the other thing is that, you know, I, I, I learned so much about myself in, mm. in, when I was in, when I was in law enforcement, how I operate, how I do things, the things that concern me, the things that, you know, uh, that I'm afraid of. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it that way. And, you know, it, at the time I do now. Today's episode is sponsored by get up and get fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. 
It's a lifestyle. So I, I would like to know what is so fascinating about human behavior because that you are a human behavior expert, right? Um, an award-winning leadership expert in human behavior. What led you towards that sector of science, so, I would say? Well, you know, it's just like what I said in, in law enforcement. Like, so imagine like you're someplace and you're, uh, and you've got, you know, what I would call temptation around you. You know, you've got, um, you know, cash on one side and you've got um, cocaine or heroin on the other side and you've got this this temptation in front of you. Humans behave in interesting ways mm -hmm. around, you know, when when faced with something that is what I would say, you know, um, temptation, integrity. You know, how how integrous are you? And so there are elements of the law enforcement piece that I see and notice in the coaching world. What happens when somebody gets an opportunity in business to do the right thing or to take the shortcut? Mm. What do they do? Um, do they do what's easy or they, do they do what's right? Or do they create a story around that? See, I, I think in, in law enforcement, what's really interesting is people think that there's like, there are, uh, you know, bad officers, and I put that in air quotes, and good officers. And really, we're all just humans doing the best that we can every day. Sure. And when faced with the wrong set of circumstances, via, via people, via life, um, how we behave is influenced in a way that has us make choices that perhaps are not that don't have anything to do with with really what what we believe and sometimes they do sometimes it's a slow erosion and so that's what i love about the idea of of examination of human behavior like why do people make the choices they do under pressure under stress um when when things are in ideal circumstances where does it come from and, and even for myself, even for myself, like, you know, when I, when I see something and think, you know, well, I, you know, I, I could do that and I could make that phone call and, hmm, or I could do this over here, but with this over here is a lot harder. And, and, and so I, I find that in business, you know, th there's there's so much of that. And especially when we talk about money, it exacerbates things. Mm. Um, you know, there, there have been times in um, there's been times when I have experienced where um, doing the right thing isn't the easy choice. I, I'm sure you've experienced sure. that, too. So um, our behavior is affected not only by external circumstances, but our internal. The compass, yeah, definitely internal compass. So <laughs> let, let, let's let's stop let's stop into that a, a bit more because I know you and I, we're both big when it comes to getting our morality from our our faith our beliefs right um i'm a christian um you know i'm a follower of christ and my moral compass stems from god so my value hierarchy is god peace of mind and their family 
God is my foundation, peace of mind, because without my peace of mind, I can be the best TJ. I can be the best Thomas. I can be the best boss, the best, you know, whatever other other hats I wear, right? And then family, you know, family is important. So that's my value hierarchy right there. Yep. So let, let's, would you say that uh, in terms of people's um, behavior, their reaction, um, depending on where their foundation lies, that determines how they tend to react to the world? Would you say that or no? What I would say is that not necessarily where their foundation lies, where it is that they actually are. Uh, and, and maybe you would use the word foundation because we might just be using, you know, different words. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, 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 the strongest belief, the strongest mm-hmm. value that they mm-hmm. have, which you, you know, you could call, you know, your foundation, that part gives information to how we make decisions. And so when somebody isn't clear, it's easy to, to waver. It's easy to end up in places that you didn't expect or that you didn't, didn't think that you would be, that that you would, that you would face. And so, um, you know, I, I, I find that there are people that I know who speak about faith, however, it's not rooted. It's not, it's not, mm, uh, there's, there's questioning in their belief. And so that's the reason why the, the behavior doesn't translate. It's, it's out of alignment. Wow. 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 I just got goosebumps. <laughs> and the reason why I got goosebumps is because I've had this conversation before with uh, friends and family members, right? I'm big on practicing what you preach. And I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I lean, I lean my faith, right? I literally, I study, I studied, I study faith. I dive so deep on this subject, you know, but I digress. <laughs> oh, it's 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 it it means you know it may, it's so valuable, and I I have the same you know the same piece you know for you know for myself where yes. since I've been a little girl since I've been six years old I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and mm, I ask awesome. constantly like is this my decision to make is this my decision to make is this my decision to make and even though that's true Thomas there were times in my life where you know. There's no part of me where you would look at and you would go, oh, yeah, like that person's really rooted in the Holy Spirit. You would have been because there were times when um, after I was, you know, betrayed, my first response was was anger. I mean, I had anger issues. And my first response was, how am I going to get back at this person? That by no means was tied into the Holy Spirit at all. And so the more that I ignored those pieces of me, the Mm -hmm. more that I couldn't externally emote what would be something that would be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so foundationally, you could say that it was there for me. I just didn't necessarily operate through that belief in a way that had my behavior show up in, in, in an honoring, um, in an honoring to that truth. You know what, Lisa, um, Lisa Marie, just the fact that you are able to acknowledge that that shows growth, right? And that's what it's about. You go through various experiences so you can learn from these experiences, right? You either 
go through go through an experience and become a victim or you become a victor or victor right and you right. became a victor because you learned from that experience learn right the word learn has the earn in it <laughs> right has yeah yeah it. <laughs> comes with a cost right yes <laughs> comes with a cost yeah. but you have to go through the experience <laughs> yeah yeah exactly wow. that's that is so true that's really true you know and, so, and- um let's dive back into coaching because okay you you have been able to tie um your beliefs and your strength into your coaching practice and i love it because you are operating in your truth right it's nothing it's nothing else like being fully invested in what you stand for right it's a beautiful thing um so let's talk a little bit more about that so how do you differentiate yourself from other coaching um and the coaching styles well when i first opened my business thomas i did i didn't I wasn't seeking to be a coach. I was seeking to be a trainer. Okay. And when I got messages from people saying, will you coach me? Will you work with me one-on-one? My answer at first was no, I will not. Like this is this is the work that I do as a trainer. This is what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And the more that I got asked, that's why, that's when I had gone in to get the coaching certification and the master coaching certification. However, in doing that, what I learned is that coaching is about appreciative inquiry and allowing people to come to their own answers. And and you understand that. And there's sometimes when you have such a block that you just can't see it. And so what I, I feel is 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 different you know perhaps you know a bit different is that i take the training i take the mentorship i take the coaching i take the consulting that i've done and i blend it all together with the understanding that i'm also going to get messages from the holy spirit and that's my unique style of how Mm. i coach is that i'm i'm doing all of the listening i'm doing the listening and I'm not interested in giving people answers and at sometimes there's a prompt needed and, and that's not traditional coaching. You know, that's mm. not, you know, we don't, we don't do that in the, in the traditional coaching world. So I'm mindful of telling people like I'm putting on this hat or I'm going to, mm. you know, do you really want me to, 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 uh, you know, to share what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, or I think right now I shouldn't share that. I, right now I, I'd rather ask you some questions. And so in that dance, you know, in that dance with people. Okay. So, so you're not, you're not reactive. You take your time. You wait to, um, I guess you wait to get in tune with, with that other side of you. Um, and that's amazing right there. Um, myself personally, I'm an empath, right? So I'm able to feel people at a higher level. Um, I realize this later in my years in my 30s right um and i'm also and i'm i'm also um like most people when when you hear the word listen you think about just listening with your ears right you're listening to listen to respond you're listening to feel right so i've learned how to listen to feel instead of just listening to be responsive right so i yeah. think that's, that's where you and i have a, a connectivity we are we're very connected when it comes to that I was going to say that was one of the things when we first met that I was like, I see you. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. So um, if someone were looking for a coach, right, what traits would you advise for, the, for them to look for? 
I, you know, that, that is a great question because I have multiple coaches. Like, you know, I, okay. I, you know, I have, I have three coaches that I work with right now and I'm grateful for every single one. And the, the, you know, when I think about my own journey of like, what do I look for? What do I, you know, what do I see as most important? There's research that was done by Kozis and Posner, uh, leadership research. And since I do leadership coaching, I happen to love the leadership world. And their research shows that the four most important qualities in a leader or that followers have said over and over again over the decades are integrity, forward thinking, inspiration and competence. Mm. And so when I think about what I'm looking for in in coaching, it's that like number one is integrity. Like am I seeing that they're you know that they they keep their word or they make things right? Am I that that's number one for me. And and, and so how do I go about doing that? You know, I'm I'm doing some research and I'm actually having conversations with people. Like that's really important to me. And somebody forward thinking, somebody who's able to help me see things in the future that I can't see. I remember years ago, I had a coach that said to me, Lisa, you're one disaster from going out of business. And Mm. I thought that's a terrible thing to tell somebody. And what I'll tell you is that that one statement, that one statement that he made had me turn three things around in my business. And when 2020 hit and certain colleagues of mine were struggling in their coaching business, I was not. Because I had already gone through all those things that he told me to do, Mm. you know, when he said, you're one disaster from going out of business. So forward thinking. And then the other thing, you know, for me that I'm looking at is somebody who also can inspire me, like by the work that they're doing, the consistency they're doing. And then that idea of competence, which, you know, is, is that the coaches that I have are not in my field. They're not, they're not in the industry in which I work in. And yet at Mm. the same time, they are so competent in what they do that they they're that they're a good fit. And so I always tell people like ask questions, ask a lot of questions. And and then, you know, and listen, listen to the answers. This is not it's it's not a personality piece. It's it's not um the coaches that I work with are very different from me. Very very different. Um and they challenge me in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm, I'm annoyed. Like I am often annoyed and yet they make me better. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, you know, by, by who they are. So but I'm proud of them. That. You know, I'm proud of when I see them out in, in public. And that's why I mean by the integrity, like I'm, I'm really proud to go. That's my coach. Yeah. No, I, I love those four pillars right there. I mean, I'm definitely going to um, re-listen to this podcast and write everything down and really, really dissect it further because those are things that stand for. And I'm glad you mentioned, you mentioned inspiration and not a motivation because inspiration comes from within. Right. And I I tell my clients, friends, my followers, this all the time, motivation is extrinsic. It's also fickle comes and goes. It doesn't last long. You have to constantly try to replenish it, but inspiration is what, what lies within. So I'm glad you mentioned inspiration because it's so, so powerful. Yeah. And, and what's so interesting is that sometimes people mistake that, that um, research and they hear charismatic and I'm like, oh no, no, <laughs> like it's not charismatic. Inspiring is yes. like just by their behavior, they inspire you to take action. Just watching them as you want to do more, as you want to be, you know, a more optimal version of who you're, who you're designed to be. Like that's, that's what it is. Like when I see them, I go, I got to get on the, I got to, you know, 
be moving a little faster. I got to do some more. Okay. You know, like what, what, when I watch them succeed and them win. And, and I think that by doing that, when you're with people like that, they want you to win. Mm. And, and so they don't like, I think a really great coach doesn't, they don't want you to, to be connected to only them. They want you to have a whole network of people around you that are winning. It's not just the, the, the one woman or one man show. It's, it's that they want the success to be so big. That's what I want for my clients. And, and I, I, I want to work with coaches that want that for me. That's amazing right there. And this is why I endorse coaching so much, <laughs> right? Because Working with the right coach could actually catapult you to success faster, you know, being surrounded by the right people because we become the average of the folks we connect with, right? We surround ourselves with. And I'm big when it comes to epigenetics. And the epigen epigenetics basically states that um, environments influence genes, right? So we are in a huge Petri dish, us, us as human beings, <laughs> a huge Petri dish, yes, right? And the environment, true. the various factors, the human beings, the content we consume, the people we connect ourselves with, they all are going to influence you, <laughs> right? Yes. So it's always good to be um, aware of who you connect with and hiring the right coach that's in your space, that's give you the, the right guidance because coach gu coaches guide. Don't tell you what don't, don't really tell you what to do, just literally yeah. just guide you towards the right direction. So um I'm such a huge component of working with coaches. And I, I love you saying that because my favorite African proverb is you are the connections you weave. And mm. so you are the connections you weave speaks to the epigenetics, which is you, you become whomever it is that you surround yourself with. You, you start to take on their characteristics. You, your, your cells actually align with. And, and so, you know, that proverb just feels so appropriate to share, you know, with you here now. And I just got more goosebumps, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I resonate. I guess my soul resonate with this as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have those angel bumps too. Yes. Awesome. So now let's dive into storytelling time. I love stories. Okay. So I want you to share with us a time when you realize your methodology to catapult one of your clients towards success over a hurdle and towards success. Well, you know, I, I feel that what happens so often and, and, and it's the same thing, you know, with me that, when we're really close to something, we can't see it. You know, we mm. just, you just can't, you know, you just can't see sometimes stuff that's like really right in front of your face. And so when I think about the, some of the successes that are the more unusual successes with clients, mm -hmm. it's, it's really listening to what they, what they say that they want. That is, that they haven't given themselves permission to share. And, and so, you know, I have a client who um, had come to me and said, you know, I have two kids and I have this business and I want to have all of the contracts that I can possibly have to grow my speaking business and do the work that I'm, 
that, that I'm called to do. And I said, okay, so that sounds, that sounds really great. Why is this important to you? Like why now? And, and why are you stepping out of this role in a nonprofit to, to open this business? And what I heard, maybe not necessarily in the words, what I heard Thomas was, I'm modeling what's possible for my kids. Mm, like they didn't wow. say that, but that's what they were speaking about. I'm modeling what's possible. And right now I'm in this, this career that does not allow me to fully use all of me. It mm. doesn't allow me to come alive every day. And what my kids see is somebody who's really tired at the end of the day and somebody who does not have the resources to give them what they need. And what ended up happening is by listening to that and allowing them to understand that fuel and reflect back that when this client came and said, eight months later, I have never made this much money in my life mm. and I'm able to now take a summer off to spend with my kids. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about even all of the, the building of the business and the building blocks and getting her leadership right and working on the proposals and how to get those contracts. It was really about modeling what's possible and not just for her kids, but for all of the people in her circle. Because just like you talk about, you know, just a moment ago, the epigenetics, it's, it's that we, every time we say yes to something, every time we do our own work, somebody else is watching us. And they're watching us and saying, if this person can do it, then maybe I can too. And so that, that's the, you know, that's the part where I think coaching is just so powerful because... I don't think it's that most people wake up and say, I hope this doesn't work out. I hope I don't figure this out today. I think it's the, the that they, most people wake up excited about the possibilities of a new day and what they can do. And, and they just get sidetracked by life, you know, by, by laundry or the voices of somebody who doesn't believe in them or, you know, um, past failures or whatever. And, and, you know, I'm no different, which is the reason why I subscribe and I don't have one coach. I have three in different three. areas. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, with, with clients, like to see that and to see the, the looks, then she sent me pictures of her kids on, you know, on, on holiday and, mm -hmm. um, coloring and doing things together. Ooh. I mean, that, there just are no words to that. That's amazing right there. It's uh you just conveyed the feeling, right? Um this is why I love stories because as you tell your story, I'm living vicariously through you and in your client. I'm literally playing it out my in my head. I'm feeling the emotion and this this is what makes makes coaching such a beautiful thing. You get to see these uh these progress and these results from your clients, you, 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 yeah. you, you literally just, you literally help to change this woman's life, not just her life, but her family's life. And like I mentioned, it's, it's, it's the ripple effect, right? The ripple effect. That's it. Know? 
That's exactly it. It's, it's, it lives on. And then what are they going to do? And then what's possible for them? And, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. I had a friend of mine who has a coaching business and her, uh, she recognized that her kids had never seen anybody go to work, meaning like they work from home and they had, you know, this is years ago. They'd never seen anybody who actually had a job and go to work and that didn't even think that that was possible because they'd never seen it. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, just that we were, we're modeling what's possible that you can be at home and you can get things done. And, yes, and so, um, so much ripple effect that we don't even consciously we may not be aware of yes indeed you know and that's it's fun because that's how the world is right one person come up with an idea and it just spreads right come on yes we live in if you, if you look at everything within the world your car right the, the automobile right um I'm, I'm us having this uh virtual podcast right now right come on it's like Everything has an effect. Literally. It does. You know? It does. And it had to come from somebody's thought, right? Indeed. Indeed. So normally I ask this question, what drives you? But you've already shown, <laughs> you've already shared through your experiences and your stories what drives you. So I'm going to skip that question. So are you currently working on any new projects that you would like to share with us? Well, there's always new projects. I'm a bit of a visionary. And so there's, it's, that's one of the things my team says is like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, like, can we settle down on the number of projects that are going on? And I, I'm like, you know, I, I um, say, you know, this is just the way my brain works. And so, you know, right now I moved in December to a 75 acre farm in wow. central Kentucky, and it has an event center. And so the thing that I'm working on is putting the farm together so that leaders can come and do their healing work on the land. They can do their leadership work in a place that's safe, that they uh, can do deep work. And they there's in, in very small groups uh, from individuals, meaning like I, I have some uh, leaders that are coming to work with me one-on-one just at the, at the, on the farm and, and be there and do their work without anybody else around. And then I have um, three 15 person retreats set up. And so I'm, I'm very excited about getting the farm ready. I will tell you like the one that I'm having coming up, it won't be a hundred percent ready. So I figure the people who come in May, then okay. some of them will come back in August and they'll see a different experience. And then when they come back later, they'll see a different, you know, they'll see the growth. But that's really where I, what I'm spending a lot of energy right now is, is, is getting the farm in place and the event center in place. That's awesome right there. That, that sounds amazing, being out in nature and being with the animals and just being in space. I live in the city, so I, <laughs> I, I don't get the chance to be on grass as often, <laughs> right? Well, you'll have to come to the farm. It is, it is, I never thought that I would do that either. I mean, I've lived outside New York, L.A., Miami, D.C., Dallas. And this is a whole other way of life. I I can't even describe it. It's 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 pretty spectacular. That sounds amazing. Congrats to you, Lisa. So, if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you, Lisa, because you are literally an amazing person, so we have to keep we have to keep in contact. Where can they find you? They would find me at UpsideThinking.com. That's the name of my company, and it's Upside U P S I D E. And the word thinking, 
T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G.com, UpsideThinking.com, all one word. And you can get on my calendar to have a conversation. I'm on all the social media platforms too. So just find me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Lisa, thank you once again. So I would like to also thank all of our listeners for lending us their ears and their eyeballs. And I have one last question before we leave, Lisa Marie Platsky. And that is, how may I serve you? How may I serve you? You keep doing your work. Keep changing those lives. That's exactly it. Awesome. Awesome. So once again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care. Be blessed. Take care. We're out. Cheers. <laughs>